Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Strap it in for the second half of the NFL season. It's time to prognosticate. Christian Cat hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. You know, it was a lot easier to determine when we were at the midway point, when it was just a 16-game season. It's pretty simple. Now... I think there's some indecision about where the midway point is, but I think we're safe now that we're going into week 10, that we've hit the midway point of the NFL season. I don't know. I think we have to wait until that first afternoon <laughs> slate. The, the 1 yeah. o'clock window finishes, Once and then the- we're at the midway point of the season. <laughs> then it's like, all right, and now. <laughs> so, so I suppose let's look at it from two ways. Either we are, for some people, at the midway point of the season, or like Theo said, which I think is more accurate, yeah. we wait until after the 1 o'clock window, but we won't have a show before that. So either way, we're talking midway point let's and what it. to expect in the second half of the NFL season. Oh, it is good to be back. Ken Levick alive on a Friday, and this is only the third show this week here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers off of the muggy and miserable intracoastal. The silent assassin Christian Cat runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock, as he does every Friday. Also here every Friday is the man you've already heard from. He is the face of sports on TV in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. He is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Did uh, did things stay dry enough for you, by the way? Well, you know what happened? So I'm in that temporary living right now, um, which is actually like in Jupiter to Cuesta area. Oh yeah, not not a great place to have the old trap house with Nicole yeah. coming through. Right, right. And Nicole, they I was in a mandatory evacuation zone. Oh. So I had to actually leave and get a hotel like in um where do we go? Like Miramar kind of, like somewhere around <laughs> there. Pembroke Pines. I think oh. Pembroke Pines is where we went. You went actually. Pembroke Pines? Yeah. You went all the way south to Pembroke Pines? Because it was south and it was I don't know why, honestly. Did, you we, went all the way down to Pembroke Pines? I did. It was a little Holy excessive. Holy hell. Huh? Yeah. That's where I used to live, like in that area. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like. To be it happened so fast. Like I got a text around like 7 p.m. like, hey, because remember, I'm in this temporary housing, but it's housing that was given to me. Right. So, right, it's weird right now. And they were like, hey, you guys have to evacuate tonight. We're going to get you a hotel, uh, pick a city. So I, I kind of delegated that task to Ashley, my fiance. Because I didn't feel like picking a city. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm like playing Call of Duty. I'm you do it. I'll follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm kicking it. And, you know, next thing I know, I get a text with reservations to a hotel in Pembroke Pines. So I said, all, all right. right, let's get in the car and go. Hour and a half drive. Yes, it's it's not short. All for nothing. All for nothing. Yeah, because the nothing. storm redirected and hit like the Vero Beach yeah, area yeah, yeah. and whatnot and left left little old Jupiter to, to Cuesta alone. Well, I know around here in West Palm, there was some flooding here locally, and certainly up in the Treasure Coast, we hope everybody came out of it relatively dry, relatively damage-free, and now we're back to our hot and uncomfortable, uh, getting close to mid-November ways, and I'd be remiss if I did not say that we certainly, certainly thank all of the veterans on this Veterans Day for what they've done for us, our freedoms, this nation, across every single branch, and 
And uh, I have had one prominent person in my life who has served, and that is my uh, now past grandfather, World War II Army, served in Northern Africa, and he spoke always very proudly of the role he played mm. in World War II. And I know you have military in your family as well, right, Theo? That's right. My grandfather uh, is Army. My pops is Army. And many of my uncles, actually, and cousins on that side. A lot of uh, Army brats and, and kids that they're having uh, that my younger cousins are. It's funny, too, because last it wasn't until last year, and I feel super dumb, that I started telling my dad Happy Veterans Day mm-hmm. because I never thought about him, like, as a veteran like that. I don't know why. It just didn't he was just my pops. dad. Yeah. yeah. So, like, last year around this time, as we we're getting closer to Veterans Day, I was talking to my mom about it who works, like, at a Veterans Administration Hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, and she was talking about all the stuff they're doing for Veterans Day, and she kind of mentioned like, "Hey, did you? Are you gonna tell your pops Happy Veterans Day?" I said, "Why would I do that?" And then she reminded, "I'm like, oh man, my my dad is a veteran. I'm a proud son of a veteran. Right. So now I make sure that every Veterans Day give him a call and uh." He picks up most of the time, and it's a good little conversation. We'll yeah. back and forth. It's a Happy good Veterans thing to Day. do. It's a good thing to do. Make sure uh, my my father-in-law um, uh, is, uh, or was, I should say, uh, in, the, uh, in the Navy. And mm-hmm. so uh, we thank everybody, everybody who has served for the role they have played in the continued freedoms that we enjoy here in the United States. All right. So as we get into the second half of the NFL season, we've already had one game. We've already had a taste of week 10. By the way, how did that taste last night uh, with the uh, the Panthers beating the Falcons? Because uh, that Greek seemed, that was, that was again, another miserable Thursday game. Yeah. I, it just, it frustrates me that the Falcons have Drake London and Kyle Pitts and refuse to throw the ball. But then I see who they have throwing the ball and I kind of get it. So it's just. It's dually frustrating watching any kind of Falcons game. I mean, anything in the NFC South makes me cringe, and at least we're going to have the NFC South again. A big taste of it with Tom Brady at nine thirty on Sunday from Germany. Uh, but so last night, not a great start to Week Ten, but I think that this is a good time to prognosticate. This is a good time to look ahead. What is remaining here in this regular season, a regular season that has been wildly unpredictable? Arguably, the MVP favorite is Tua Tungavailoa. Arguably, the worst quarterback play of the season has come from the defending MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Mm. The New York Jets were supposed to be the worst team in football, or one of them. Instead... They have a chance to win their division that features the Bills and the Dolphins. They have a chance to win the the Patriots. They have a chance to win the (laughs) conference. This season is so vastly unpredictable. Let's hear Rob Ninkovich, who was on Get Up this morning on ESPN. Rob Ninkovich give his take about what he expects from number 12 in green and gold, the Hiawaska man himself, Aaron Rodgers, for the remainder of the season. I've said this a month ago, that's over with, it's done, pack it in, the Packers. Wow, you're already calling the season. It's done, yeah, of course I am. I think they have a .01% chance of making the playoffs right now. It's Listen, this team... We talked about it all offseason about the receivers. Well, guess what? The receivers have turned into an offensive line problem, a defensive problem. There's issues across the board, special teams, giving up blocked punts. When you have a failure at three phases of the game, it's not just one little thing here or there that's going to fix this. They're going to have to do a lot in the offseason. They're going to have to figure out what's going on. The Cowboys are going to roll. I think I think they might win uh, 17 points. Ooh, wow. Wow. So not only a win this week for the Cowboys over the Packers, 
which has, other than name recognition, turned into just sort of a meh game. But Rob Nankovich says the Packers are a done deal. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are done. No playoffs. Not finding their way in. Not going to happen. Then at ESPN.com, there's Damian Woody, who makes the following prediction. And I quote, The New York Jets will beat out the Bills, Dolphins, and Patriots for the AFC East title. They haven't won their division since 2002, and ESPN's football power index is giving them just a 9.6% chance to do it. But New York is 4-0 on the road and has one of the best defenses in the NFL. I think quarterback Zach Wilson can keep the mistakes to a minimum, allowing the Jets to pull out one of the closest divisions in football. Again, the second-half prediction from Damian Woody, NFL analyst. That, to me, is... uh... Nonsense? I don't, I don't see how you look at the Jets and the other two teams that they have to compete with. Like, the Jets are closer to the Patriots to me than they are the Dolphins and Bills. That is a correct observation. And it's all centered around that quarterback position. They're both teams that have been winning in spite of their quarterback play, and there's only so high you can climb with that in the NFL in 2022. Can the Jets ride eight more games on that defense? Because realistically... You've got the Dolphins at six and three, the Jets at six and three. You've got the Bills with two losses. If you want any chance of winning the AFC East, you've basically got to go what five and two. You got the rest of the way. Twelve games is the division winner in the AFC East. Yeah, and they're at what six and three. Yeah, six and three. They would have to win six more. I just can you with Zach Wilson as your quarterback, and depending solely. On Sauce Gardner making incredible plays in the pass rush you're going to get, can you find six more wins if you're the Jets? And I think they're the least equipped of the Bills and the Dolphins to find six more wins. That's It's going to be really tough. I'm looking at their schedule right now, and the next game they have up is the Patriots, which forced Zach Wilson back into his rookie bag mm-hmm. of, of just turning the ball over willy-nilly, which I, it seems like Marcus Mariota might have like dipped into that bag as well. Like, Did he have a conversation with Zach Wilson before Thursday night's game? I or? mean, and it didn't stand, but barrel rolling into an interception <laughs> is something I've never seen before. That was actually at That's that almost point, impressively athletic. Yeah, at that point I was like, they, he deserved to let that throw count because of how yeah. much he really wanted it to go up in the sky. Right. I, I don't know how he got that airborne, but that was one oh. of the most – that, unfortunately, for Marcus Mariota, other than winning a <laughs> playoff so... game in Kansas City, that might be the defining moment of his NFL career. It just is – it was unfathomable that he tried it. It was funny that it actually worked out that the ball actually got <laughs> it went in airborne. The air, right. And um, for it to go for a pick six that didn't count was also nice as well. But just – him caring that little about what happened with that football just shows you how like bad of a spot the Falcons are in because they still kept him in the game after that. Yeah, like they still kept that guy, the veteran. Quote, I just can't. But anyway, back to my original point because Zach Wilson got me off track here. They have to beat the Patriots in New England, a team that again forced them to a bunch of mistakes. Then they have the Bears at home, which. Two or three weeks ago looks like an easy win, but yeah. now the Bears are kind of frisky and they they put up points with the best of them. Then you hope then you're at the Vikings, who have had a pretty easy schedule, easy division, but still they're a seven to one team. Then you got to win at the Bills. You got a revenge game at the end of the year at Hard Rock Stadium. The the Dolphins didn't forget how y'all were waddling in the end zone and and celebrating oh, every turnover yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Like 
this jet schedule ahead is, a, a is not... A finale against the Dolphins who will be looking for blood. Oh, yeah. If not a potential at least share of the AFC East title if all things go the way we think they're going to go. Yeah. And yeah, that tough could be, sledding. And like, that could be a battle for the division. And the week before that, on January 1st, guess where they have to play? At Geno Smith's Seahawks. Right. Against that 12th man. So, like... That's not an easy schedule, especially when your quarterback Zach Wilson. Like, no. Here is my bold prediction for the second half of the season. One, kind of one team from the division we all said was going to be the greatest division in the history of the NFL. The greatest <laughs> quarterback collection in the history of the NFL. Only one team from the AFC West is going to make the playoffs and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. That's right. Mm, mm, the great Justin Herbert and the Chargers are once again going to find a way to gack themselves out of a postseason berth. There will be one team out of the AFC West that makes the postseason, which would open the door for a three-team AFC East conglomerate to get in to the playoffs. Wow. I that's my bold prediction in the second half of the season. Because me and the silent assassin, Christian Kirk. Christian, why did I say Christian Kirk? Christian Cat. Mm-hmm. Lord. Uh, we were having a conversation before, um, and he thinks that the Jets will likely fall out of the playoff race, which I can kind of see happening. But here's what I keep going back to with the Jets. As much as we disparage them about how, no, they're not going to make the AFC East, or they're not going to win the AFC East, yeah. everything changed when they beat the Bills last weekend. Like, literally everything changed. Because once Bryce Hall went down, I'm like, ah, done deal. There's no way they can churn out the yards they need on offense and give Zach Wilson the support he needs. But I do think that with that defense, you can find a way into the postseason. Find a way into the playoffs. Win the division? No. But find your way into the postseason? Yes, so over the Chargers. That, that changed though, the rules last week. So, so you're right about that. That was a huge, huge, huge win for the Jets, and that did put them in position now to be in this conversation. Like, without that win, we're probably writing them off already. Oh, totally. We're disparaging yeah. them. We're making fun of them, and we're crushing Jets. Fans Especially today. if it was one of those Zach Wilson games, and it wasn't. It was the a complete opposite, and they beat a contender. But. I don't know if I'm ready. Like, I like – it is bold. It's bold. It is bold yeah. because you're saying you're going to get two from the north, so I'm guessing you're getting the Bengals and the Ravens from yeah. the north. Yes. You're getting three from the east, so the Bills, Dolphins, and whoever wins mm-hmm. out of the Jets and Patriots. Tennessee's coming from the south. Tennessee's going to come from the south and none else. Right, right. <laughs> and, and then KC in the AFC West. KC. Those I, are my teams. You're not – I mean, the Broncos are three and five. They're silent. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Unless you're leading yourself into your bold prediction, stop it with you that. You don't see that guy? He's, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, you, he's might have a limited, you might have a limited mind process or mental thinking here, but he's Mr. Unlimited. No, hey. no. Don't even start that. Chase you Edmonds. Don't, do you, do you, <laughs> now you have that and you're that making big, it even worse. That big Chase Edmonds edition they made at the deadline? <laughs> Are you telling me? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, the Chargers. See, for me to go against what you're saying, though, would be me banking on the the Chargers to win football games, which is good as they look. In December. No, that's... They don't win in December. They don't. They just don't. They do not. And they lose close games so often. Mm -hmm. They lose games that they should win. I just... 
it, it's you, you might you might be on to something. It might not even be that bold. My bold prediction is that one team, kind of one, one team from the AFC uh. West, the greatest quarterback division we've ever seen, only puts one team in the playoffs, and that's the old standard himself, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, meaning that three, count them three, one, two, three, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, not in that order, Dolphins, Bills, Jets, get into the playoffs <laughs> out of the AFC East. What is your bold NFL season second half prediction? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. What is your bold second half of the NFL season? in prediction is yours Russell Wilson or are you going a different direction come on now you know right, I'm, right. I'm out on that right. I'm out on that we did get a week off from Russ though but um but I appreciate that God. Week. yeah I appreciate it that week now I'm looking forward to the playoffs even more because I know we won't get them there mm-hmm. uh my bold prediction and to some it may not seem so bold but I've been kind of standing 10 toes on this one for the past three or four weeks so I got to stick with it I think the Eagles in the 50th year anniversary of the Miami Dolphins running the table in the regular season, I think the Miami or the Philadelphia Eagles finished the regular season perfect. I don't know if they really. I I think the Philadelphia Eagles, who are eight and zero right now, they would have to win nine games consecutively, and it doesn't look like there's too many tough ones left, except for the Cowboys and the Giants. I I got the Eagles right. running the table in the regular season, hosting the Commanders. That's the one. That's nine and zero. Going to Indy, fine, ten and zero. Wait, wait, Jeff Saturday can't growl the boys up? <laughs> Hosting the Packers, all right, 11-0. and yeah. Hosting the Titans, we saw how they brought the Chiefs to overtime without completing a pass to a wide receiver. They're pesky. But all right, 12-0. and That's a revenge game, though, for uh, A.J. Brown, so. Oh, the A.J. Brown yeah. revenge game. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. At the Giants, Brian Dable, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, Keep Daniel going. Jones Keep lowering going. his shoulder. Keep going. I can't say Kadarius Tony anymore. Uh, I don't know. Darius Slate? Darius, uh, sure. Rich, Richie James? Maybe Odell Beckham. Ah, there you go. Mm. Yeah, that, that, I don't know. All right, so you're uh, then at Chicago, at Justin Fields, who the Dolphins have in one week turned Justin Fields <laughs> into the, the biggest emerging superstar in the yeah. NFL. People, 178 rushing yards. Justin Fields before the Dolphins last week, before Josh Boyer and that defense limped into Soldier Field. It was, yeah. oh, he's, he's doing some decent things. And now it's, I, I, I swear to God, on Wednesday, I'm on the Peloton in the morning. Okay. Just getting, getting some, some, some action in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cause it was a little too windy and wet to go outside and, and, and get a run in. And I look up at the cry on, on, on uh, Sports Center. Or, I mean, I get up. And it's, is Justin Fields the hottest emerging NFL superstar? And I almost <laughs> fell off the bike. I almost fell off the bike. Like, sorry, Jen oh, Sims. Man. Hold on. Hold on. I need to. Jess Sims, I'm sorry. You see her on college game day. Bad experiment. Decent on Peloton. But I was like, <laughs> I can't. I cannot believe this, that the Dolphins have turned Justin Fields into the hottest emerging superstar in the NFL. That's the one thing I think people are forgetting is that the Dolphins defense isn't that good. Isn't as good as it's not seems. good at all. It's not as good as its reputation um, over the past few years has built it up to be. So when they saw Justin Fields do that, it kind of cemented him. But I'm I'm on that same boat of like I think we kicked him to the curb too early, and I think we're way too quick to to crown him as the next big thing. I mean, it, after he, two weeks, he's not going to get 178 rushing yards yeah. every week, and he still does not throw the ball well. Yeah. Uh, and then fine, you get past the Bears, you are 14 and 0 at that. Three point. left. 
Here comes the big one in two weeks. Christmas here. Eve. Yeah. At Jerry World. Yeah. That's the that's one. where it's on the line. I think that's the, the only game that actually scares me. That's the one. Is the Dallas Christmas Cowboys Eve. Christmas Eve. Because at that point, I think both the Eagles and the Cowboys technically will still, well, maybe not, but they probably still both have a chance at the division if the Cowboys are also running the table with the Eagles. Yeah. The Cowboys also would love to be the well, team. That's the thing. Yeah, to do, to, you know, be, even if the seating is already kind of set, they would love to be the team to upset the Eagles, doing it at home. Micah Parsons, he can wreck any game. Like, that's the one game to be afraid of. And then you host the Saints and host the Giants to close out the regular season. So, Theo Logan. says a 17-0 and regular season for the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. 17-0. and I say only the Chiefs get in from the AFC West, meaning three teams will get into the postseason from the AFC East. 888-760-3776. What is your bold Second half of the NFL season prediction, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Now, that's really bold, really, really bold. Like, that's good, though. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Now, we went through Damian Woody saying the Jets were going to win the AFC East. I want you to hear this from Mike Clay, ESPN fantasy writer. Falcons will win the NFC South. Despite their poor performance in Thursday night's loss to Carolina, I like the Falcons to emerge here. Atlanta continues to exceed all expectations with its offense currently eighth in expected points added and one of only four to score at least two touchdowns in every game. Sure, a struggling defense could prove the team's Achilles heel, but the key here for 4-6 and six Atlanta is a rest-of-season schedule that's arguably the easiest in the league. The Falcons' toughest game will be a Week 16 trip to Baltimore, but every other matchup is against a team with a losing record. Bears, Commanders, Steelers, Saints, Cardinals, and Buccaneers. Tampa Bay remains the favorite to emerge as the division champ, but it may be a challenge for the Bucs with a much tougher schedule. Again, did you watch the Falcons in full say, yeah. last night? Like, this is something that feels like Mike Clay wrote that, and then last night's game happened, and so he just changed the first sentence to yeah. read, despite their poor performance in Thursday yep. night's loss to Carolina, but he was already up against deadline, yeah. so he couldn't change it. 100%. His editors are saying, we got to get this in, we got to get this in. Yeah, that's, that's literally 100% what happened, because there's no way he watched that game, and then he thought, you know what I need to write about? How the Falcons are a good football team, and they're going to win the division. Right. Like, he had that that piece pre-written because of course the Falcons were going to beat a Carolina Panthers team that is clearly tanking as well as a Panthers team that tried to seemingly beat themselves just two weeks ago against the Falcons. Um, and it didn't pan out that way. So yeah, there's no way I, I would say the Falcons have a better chance of finishing last in that division than winning it at this point. Yeah, I would agree. I with think you. the saints, I believe more in the saints and even right now, the, the Panthers at least have the real identity of, like, they're really going to pound it with De, uh, Deontay Foreman. And then they actually have, like, they, they're willing to throw the ball to their weapons in DJ Moore and now LaVisca Chenault out of yeah. nowhere. Like, yeah. it feels like they have more going than the Falcons who just – they have weapons and they just refuse to use them. Like, Arthur Smith is a weird dude. He's a really weird dude. Yeah. Why, when I look at him, does he look gray? <laughs> like, I look at like him and – Yeah, like his – his skin color is gray. Like, is something wrong with him? He's like white ashy, like but made of ash. Made of ash. Like, it's but white. really bizarre. He's it's like a, a tough combo. clay figure. It's a tough combo. I've never seen anybody who looks like him. 
And nothing like looks good on him because he's shaped like a bowling pin. He's like his hat looks weird on him. The whole thing. I, I've never seen anybody as odd looking as Arthur Smith. He's an oddball dude, and he was also. I just I thought he was going to be better than this as a coach. And, and honestly, I didn't the Falcons, have much expectation for well, him. He was so heralded for what he did with the Titans, and and if you look at what he was working with on the Titans, it was Derrick Henry and a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. Like so, I just thought maybe it would and. and I guess four and six for the Falcons isn't bad, but it just is such weird play calling, and it's such a, such a weird target tree. And they're like they're feeding a guy in Algier, and when they have Cordell Patterson in the backfield as well, it's just it's weird, man. What if, what if we what if we also focus on the MVP award? Now we can agree that the MVP, unless it's a no. freakazoid year like Derrick Henry. Is in a, is a quarterback? Oh, award, okay. I right? thought you were going to say two is definitely well, well, the favorite. Oh no, no, but but yeah. but I mean. He is, but let's go through <laughs> who are the names right now in the discussion. You've got Tua, you've got Josh Allen, you've got Pat. Jalen Hurts. Hurts and Geno Smith. Who am I forgetting? That's the list. Um, I don't think anybody's fooling themselves with Kirk Cousins despite the Vikings no, record. No, that's, that's insane. Um, there's some Micah Parsons love out there, but I don't know if it's getting to that level. But you're saying quarterbacks only right yeah, now, right? Yeah, because it, it, there's it's, no point in doing the, the Micah MVP Parsons award thing is a quarterback award. I guess you could throw Tyree Kill in there, but he's much more offensive player of the year as opposed to MVP. Yeah, yeah and Geno would be up there. Yeah, Patty Mahomes. I that, right. That's about it. That's it so right there. So let's predict. That's the list. In your uh, and uh, Lamar Jackson. I was going to say. The silent assassin so, pointing to his Ravens hat. So is Lamar in there? He's not in there. Okay. And what I was going to say is he's the guy that if you wanted to make a bold second half prediction, he can be the guy that leapfrogs everybody and takes it. If he can really, really write. The, because even though the Ravens are sitting at what, 6-3 and three right now, they don't feel like a 6-3 and three team. Right. Like they've battled closely with teams that they probably should have blown out and they've lost a couple games that look like they should have won, including that one against the Dolphins where they were up by 21 in the fourth quarter. Like, the Ravens, to me, feel like that second-half team where if Lamar goes ballistic Lamar, and we've seen him do it before, uh-huh. he has an MVP on the back of doing this before, then he could be the guy to leapfrog all of them. So that might be uh, – let me throw that in as a bold prediction. All right, that Lamar, Lamar thrusts Jackson, himself into the MVP race. And, and wins and it. And wins it. And I, Because if the Ravens win, if the Ravens, like, are – a top two seed in the AFC, we know who is the reason for it. It's, right. It's going to be on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson. All right, so you've got five MVP candidates. Yeah. Your bold prediction is that Lamar Jackson will enter the fray and then finish at the top yeah. of the MVP voting with an incredible second half of the season. But right now, you have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith. Chiefs bias aside, and I'll try and put my Dolphins bias <laughs> aside, who do you think will come out of that with the MVP? I think it'll be it'll be Jalen Hurts because he'll be the seventeen and zero yeah. quarterback. I think based on he, your other bold predictions. Exactly, I was about to say if I'm gonna align all of my uh-huh. bold predictions up on my chart here if for it all to work out. But also on top of that, like at the very least, they'll be what a fifteen win team, like fifteen and two. So he'll probably have the best record of all of these quarterbacks. And again, like the Eagles are what number one in rushing touchdowns in the league. They they have one of the better passing offenses in the league. Like. He's not going to put up the passing numbers, maybe the match Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at the end of the year. Or actually, with Josh Allen, we got to see what's up with his health before we go talk yeah. to MVP rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, with this uh, UCL yeah. issue that he has. I think that... Hurts will, will put up the stats and the wins. But I think Tua will put up the better stats 
And that's the thing. Yeah. Can you go with stats if Tua is continuing to not only put up big numbers, but he's putting up historic, maybe in a couple of weeks, untouchable numbers? Well, what'll cut into Before Tua's... Before the weather gets bad. <laughs> but I think what'll cut into Tua's MVP campaign is Tyreek Hill. Like, that's always going to work against him. So, Tyreek made Tua. Tua hasn't earned it. Because that's the way that the discourse happens around Tua. That's what it you're is. saying is going to... Okay. That's for the voters. Like not, I get that. Not based off of just legit like how good he is. Because, again, Patrick Mahomes won an MVP with Tyreek Hill, too, and nobody better than I. Yeah. Um, but I think because of the vast turnaround for Tua, like... Before Tyreek Hill and Mike no McDaniel. Right, yeah, like, because, right. I mean, they're, they're going to look at, like, what changed this offseason, even though, again, there wasn't a lot of that discourse around Josh Allen when he went and got mm. Stephon Diggs. No, no. Right? Because we love Josh Allen, but that's why Josh Allen, if his elbow is is okay, yeah. he has a better chance than Jalen Hurts because he is the lovable teddy bear of the NFL media. The same people voting on this award also love Josh Allen. They oh, yeah. love to bring him into their journalistic bosom and say, that's our man-child. We love you, Josh. We love the Bills. We love the throwing through tables. We love the Buffalo story. That's why Josh Allen's going to have a better chance than Jalen Hurts and Tua because Josh Allen earned it. Even though you're right, when Stephon Diggs went to Buffalo, there wasn't the, oh, Stephon Diggs made Josh Allen. Yeah, which is what I've been crying. And I know it's it's obviously I'm going too far on the Stephon Diggs side of it, but it's the same reason why I argue so hard for guys like Lamar Jackson is because, like, give him a number one and let's see what he's able to do with it instead of trotting guys out there like Rashad Bateman and Devin Duver- Duvernay and expecting Josh Allen numbers out of it. Well, like, let me ask you, though, about Pat Mahomes. He's doing all this without Tyreek Hill. He yeah. doesn't have a running game. I think that that's going to put Patrick Mahomes in a better spot than Jalen Hurts to win the MVP award. And I would even argue that the feel-good story of the year that everybody's coming around on now, how juicy and satisfying would it be for Geno Smith to win the most shocker MVP in the history of the NFL. <laughs> it just feels impossible still. Like, does it not feel, even when you just this said This is it. a dude who got punched out in the Jets locker yes. room. And then fast forward five years, and he's the MVP of the league in Seattle. It just, again. For the oldest coach in the NFL. If he's close, if he's close, I think Geno gets the nod just because of the story. But it's still, to me, even 10 weeks in here, or nine and a half, or however you want to put it, it feels unrealistic that Geno Smith finishes out the year with the kind of numbers and the amount of wins with that Seahawks team to be the MVP of the NFL. So gut feel for you that Jalen Hurts, when all is said and done, second half of the season, he is the MVP. Gut feel, I'm going Jalen Hurts. If I had to pick a runner-up, I would go with my bias of Patrick Mahomes. Gut feel, I'm going Josh Allen because the man can do no wrong. Even though he got beat by Zach Wilson. He got beat by Zach Wilson. What so got? No, he didn't. He yeah, didn't play. Yeah, yeah. He didn't play. Yeah, yeah. He didn't play. You're right. You're right. Well, Josh Allen also got beat by Tua. So. Exactly. Josh Allen's lost to Tua and Zach Wilson. Again, the only team in the AFC East who's winless in the division, your Buffalo Bills. <laughs> but the media, the people who vote on the MVP love Josh Allen, and they want to make him whole, and they're rooting hard for him, which is why he'll end up winning the MVP. But Tyreek Hill also is about the break records. And I think, again, it should help to his campaign because it's not like Tyreek broke records with Patrick Mahomes. But I think, again, it's going to work against him, too. So out of all of the quarterbacks that you named, the guy least likely, I think, in my opinion, to win the MVP would be Tua. Here are 
The bold, and you're right, and it sucked. Yeah. Here are the bold second-half NFL season predictions. I say only one team gets out of the AFC West. It's the Chiefs, meaning three, three, one, two, three. Holy trinity of teams in the AFC West are all going to the playoffs. You've got the Bills, you've got the Dolphins, and you've got the Jets. Also, I say Josh Allen will be the MVP after the second half of the season. The bold second-half prediction for Theo Dorsey. It is. What was your second half prediction? Mine's the Eagles going undefeated. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Eagles go undefeated. 17-0 in the regular season. Keep that champagne on ice. And then you had Dolphins. another one. Lamar, oh, yeah, Jackson Lamar Jackson MVP. will enter the MVP race and win the MVP race as well. Yes. Those are our bold second half of the NFL season predictions. What's yours? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What is your bold NFL season second half prediction? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theodore WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Man, Lamar's going to have to really get cooking if he's going to win MVP like your bold prediction. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to get cooking. I mean, look, man, if, if, it's, if it's a guy that can do it, why not Action Jackson? You know what I'm saying? Who's the most likely to fall off? Tua, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, or Geno in the Allen. second half of the season? Because of the injury. Because his elbow's about yeah. to fall off. Because of his injury. I think Josh Allen most likely to fall off for this. Um, and if really? Because a- I think that the voters will find a way to try and justify <laughs> him continuing to be in that discussion. They they might, but then again, I think there's a good chance he sits out this weekend anyway, so you get a Case Keenum start, and the Bills can lo- most likely float with Case Keenum. Um, and maybe even when Josh Allen comes back he because you you see the same thing out of like Herbert who hasn't looked so good this year because of injury early on and he would have been a guy that if he was healthy the whole way through would probably be right here in this discussion let's do our our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium since we are talking about Josh Allen and talking about that dastardly elbow hut green hut hut No, there's a man down. Joe Buscaglia, he is the Bills beat reporter for The Athletic. He is reporting that Josh Allen did not practice today. And uh, Sean McDermott, Bills head coach, according to Pro Football Talk, saying that they're literally taking Josh Allen hour to hour right now. Has not been ruled out. But I like how we're also monitoring Josh Allen like he is on the doorstep of death. <laughs> like he's on life support right now. It's an it's an hour to hour thing with our poor boy. Yeah. He hurt his elbow. Yeah. Like stop. Stop it. 
It's not. <laughs> pull, pull through, pull through, young man, please. Oh, pull through. We don't want to have to pull the plug. He's like, guys, I just, I have some soreness in my elbow. Yeah, just let me sit for one. Just weekend. let me, like, like I'll put some ice on it for a week, and then I'll be back next week. Yeah. Now, uh, and again, that's the Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Josh Allen has not been ruled out yet, but did not practice today. If he can't go, Case Keenum gets the start against the Vikings this weekend. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. For more information, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho, especially if your joint pain makes you hour to hour Mm. like Josh Allen. Go see Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. You do realize that if Case Keenum starts and the Bills lose to the Vikings and the Dolphins beat the Browns, your new division leader in the AFC East is the Miami Dolphins going in to a bye week. Are the Jets on a bye? No, I was just going to ignore them. <laughs> and I also forgot who they were playing off the top of my head uh, as, uh, as well. Hold I was going to look it up. Oh, the Patriots. Yeah, it's right the here. Patriots. Christian Cap put it right here. Oh, the pa- yeah, so that's a loss. Yeah. That's a loss. Yeah, it should be. It's going to be a Zach Wilson uh, face plant game. It should be. I mean, he just had one against them just two weeks ago. But yeah. you're right. And there's a good chance that the Dolphins are the division leaders. Um no, but I mean the Jets are on a bye. Yeah, the Jets are on a bye. They're on this a bye. Week. They play the Patriots. Yeah, they're next on a bye. Week. They play the Patriots next week. So, okay. so yes, you were joking, but you're right. Yeah, they are on a bye. They're on a bye. <laughs> so, so if the Dolphins win, if the Dolphins beat the Browns, and by the way, Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post just tweeted this: the Browns are fourth in the NFL in in total offense. Yeah. Somehow, the <laughs> Dolphins are fifth, and the Browns are twenty fourth in total defense, and the Dolphins are twenty fifth. Yeah. It seems like the Dolphins should win this game by like 17 points, but it's a super even game. Yeah, how? For some inexplicable way. <laughs> what offensive measurement are we using to rate the Browns as fifth in the league? Uh, Nick Chubb. Just Nick Chubb. Like, because that's all it's been is Nick Chubb, and every now and then Amari Cooper has a big game, but like. Yeah. I guess they, had that, they had that shootout with the Jets. Um, I'm trying to think of games where they scored a lot of points. Like, it just feels far in between. I think they had that weird game with the Chargers. I don't know. That's weird. That's, that's strange. It is weird. That's strange. It is and weird. And also, the Dolphins can be ran. That might be a shootout, Ken. Prepare yourself. You think Jacoby Brissett's going to throw all over the Dolphins or Nick Chubb's just, just going to run, run all, all over them? them? I think just like what happened last week. I mean, even though Phil's kind of did a little bit through the air, too. But, like, I think... If Justin Fields can run all over him, I think Nick Chubb might be able to find a way. Well, I have a feeling one Chubb's going to cancel out the other Chubb. <laughs> a little Chubb on Chubb. Yeah, action. a little Chubb on Chubb drive. He's going to have it on Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium. Impeccable. Uh-huh. Uh, Ricky messages, biggest second-half prediction. The Steelers win enough games to play themselves out of a really high-end draft pick and screw it up, or they play badly enough to actually get a high-end draft pick and screw it up. <laughs> I like the second one. Yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely feels about right. It sounds about right. Um, uh, so Josh Allen, if 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 the Dolphins beat the Browns, and Case Keenum can't beat the Vikings if Josh Allen doesn't play again, the Dolphins are in first place after ten games in this NFL season. 
I mean, how good is that? They should be already, too, if it wasn't for the injuries. If it yeah, wasn't they, for yes. Thursday night football yes. at Cincinnati, that you, changed the trajectory of everything. You beat Cincinnati in that game if Tua stays healthy. Yeah. They were just marching down the field on the Bengals, and you beat the Jets. You beat the Jets, I think, if Teddy Bridgewater ends up playing more than a play yeah. in that Jets game. Like, it's, I mean, the, the, that's, the, that's the way the NFL goes. That's why you have to take people trying, like, overanalyze every game. Look, you take the wins as you can get them in the NFL. It's tough to get them. And the Jets are 6-3 and three right now. They squoze out some weird wins. The win against the Browns. I can't discount them, even though their resume is a little bit sketchy. I can't discount it anymore because they, they have bills. that Bills notch on the bedpost. But then as soon as they got that notch on the bedpost, it came like you know a day or two later, we find out Josh Allen was hurt. So right. it's like that even comes with a bit of an ass. Does it count, though, if they're the ones who hurt Josh Allen? <laughs> <laughs> Are we taking that into account? Are we taking that into account? I forgot about that part yeah, of it. Yes, yeah, they yeah. did. So they did inflict I the damage. I feel like you can, you can take credit for that win if you're the one who hurt the quarterback. <laughs> you're right. Maybe uh-huh. that. So do the Bengals get credit for the Thursday night football win? Well, they didn't hurt Tua. What hurt Tua? Uh, oh, I guess they did. Yeah, yeah then you right. would have to be admitting. Right. Then you would Tua. have to be admitting. You're right. No, he's back. No, his back just hurt the against the Bills. No, yeah. his back hurt against the Bills. His back hurt. You're right. So the bang, I guess I guess that logic stays. Yeah, that, see? Yes. There we yeah. go. Okay, fine. Uh, what is your bold? I almost got caught there. I know. I almost. Had. I almost tripped up. What is your bold NFL second half prediction? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Seven six zero three seven seven six, and you can tweet at KLV one zero six three. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. We have the uh, the Germany game. Uh, it is the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. That's in Munich, right? Munich or Berlin? Which German city are Munich. we? Munich. Yeah. I uh, I actually the Munich game before before the pandemic. This was 2018, 19, I can't remember when. Uh, oh no no, it was the spring of two thousand nineteen. Went to Germany. Uh, and uh, we we started in Munich. Munich is far and away a more fun, better city than Berlin. If anybody's ever been to Germany, you will absolutely attest to this. The beer houses in Munich are awesome. The architecture in Munich is 10 times that of Berlin. Berlin is legitimately, it feels like being in a German New York. Mm. Like everything is just modern and bland and part of it is Berlin in World War II just got completely decimated, so they just had to rebuild everything from scratch. And so... When you say New York, you mean New York City? Yeah. That's, that's like big, though. No, uh, New York... So yeah, 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 no, Berlin's huge. Because Tokyo feels like a New York City. Yeah. I guess more Manhattan. Yeah, but all I'm saying is like... If you go to Chicago, you're like, that's fascinating architecture. If you go to New York, you're not saying, oh, that's fascinating oh, architecture. Okay, yeah, it's just yeah. like buildings. Buildings upon buildings upon Man, modern looking buildings. Building, though, yeah. I tell you. Uh, it, what a tall building. You're right. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely a tall building. But, but Munich is where the personality okay. is. And one thing about Germany, too. Have you, have you ever, where have you been out of the country? I've been to Japan and Mexico. And yeah, I've done Mexico. I think that's it. Yeah, Japan, Mexico, and then like the islands, like Caribbean islands. Yeah, stuff, like yeah, Jamaica. Right. They, the easy, yeah. easily accessible. Everything else has been easy. The only but you've big never trip been I made Europe. was Japan. No, I never made Europe trip. But Germany, I've been to Spain, Portugal, and then did Germany How's and Portugal? the Czech Republic. Uh, Spain is much better than Portugal. I to like be the honest. pictures I see when Portugal's people go to beautiful. Portugal. Yeah, Portugal is beautiful. Like if you see pictures of somebody in Portugal on Instagram, you'll be like, I want to go to Portugal. Yeah. It looks nice. Uh, we went to a beach town. I, I what was its name? It's like Cacao or something. Yeah. And it's it's uh, like an hour bus ride from Lisbon. 
Um, mm. And it is beautiful. It is dunes and cliffs and the ocean. Like, Portugal is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But Spain is like electric. There's personality there. Portugal, to me, felt just a bit bland. Yeah. Um, but Spain, from their... their I, and we were in Barcelona. I don't know how Madrid is. But Barcelona, that... That is the place. If you're going to go Catalonia, man, if yeah. you're going to go visit Spain, make sure it's in the 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 Catalan region because that is just gorgeous with architecture all over the place. But back to Munich for a second. <laughs> it's international um, talk on and, and, and back to Germany for a second. What's crazy about Germany is there are tubed meats everywhere, like really? everywhere. Any store you go to, the airport, you go to the bus depot, you go to the train station. Any place that has a cash register in Germany, they are selling tubed meats. They are selling sausage. Big sausages, little sausages, pork sausages, beef sausages. That sounds it's good. It's just sausage all the time. I mean, Germany, if, if a country could be a, a, a heart attack, it's Germany. It's incredible. America would love to have a word. Uh-huh, yeah, but, I know, for sure. So what is... I mean, that does sound a little bit excessive over that specific food group. I mean, and I know there that's are their sausages. It is, it is their like, lifeblood, our yeah. tubed meats. Stuffing meat into a tube and putting <laughs> it down your throat. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, they love it. I, I love sausages, too. Or schnitzel. And those, I just couldn't imagine having sausages every turn. Is that like how we look with pizza? Could be. Yeah. I, and, that, and pizza's not even our thing. So that's no, kind of right. weird We stole us. that. You realize, though, we stole that. Like, Italy has a version of pizza, but the version, like, we have really yeah. came from, like, China. Really? Mm-hmm. So we have, like, an Italian-Chinese Right. And Italy Italy may have stolen the idea for pizza from China. Wow. Yeah. This is... The more you know. Yeah. The more you know. You've been but, studying with Kyrie? Uh, <laughs> or not Kyrie, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, even Aaron make that Rod, joke Rod, anymore. Rod, no, I know. Because Kyrie's studies have gotten so off wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Kyrie and I regularly have pizza study, yeah. um, to be honest. Uh, so, so uh, these games in Munich, though, it is clear the NFL is trying to push into Europe. Yeah. Whether it's two teams in Germany, Munich and Berlin, and that both of those cities used to have an NFL Europe team. Uh, London, they've had two different sites hosting London games, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and Wembley. Yep. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium's North London. Wembley's really like in, in pretty close to like the downtown area of London. And then uh, Amsterdam had a team. Like I just wonder how many teams could Europe have because Roger Goodell was asked about the possibility of the NFL in Europe. And and this is what he said about it, which leads me to believe that we're probably relatively close, like within a decade of the NFL in Europe. Yeah, I've always said this. I, there's no question that uh, London could support not just one franchise, I think two franchises. I really yeah. believe that. And that's from a fan perspective, from a commercial standpoint, yeah. from a media standpoint. That That is uh, undoubtedly, I think you've all proven that. And thank you for that. So we've got Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We've got Wembley. We've got games alternating between Munich and Frankfurt. We used to ask for a franchise. Can we please have a division? Yeah. <laughs> a, I, that's not, that, that's part of what we're doing, right? We're trying to sort of see, could you could you have multiple locations in Europe where you could have a, you know, an NFL franchise? Because it would be easier as a division. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited. Wow. I just don't know how they logistically do that. I would so so where do you stand on this? I I I, I, I think wanna, it'd be cool. Yeah. It would be cool to have the London fog. 
good. I like it. Man, it's not bad. Or the... Mm, I don't know what Paris Munich. would be, and I don't want to like offend people. So yeah, that's the, 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 like the for... Paris baguettes. Y- yeah, and not exactly intimidating, but it fits the the area. The Munich um, meat munchers because of the sausage. <laughs> I don't craving. think meat munchers is probably going to go over well. I think it's funny. Not sure how you brand that. Uh, <laughs> like the sausage guzzlers. Yeah, not sure that that's going to end up happening. Uh, um, I was going for alliteration there. Yeah, too, no, 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 but meat munchers is hilarious. <laughs> At first glance, I approve. Yeah. Will Roger Goodell appreciate the Munich meat munchers? Yeah. yeah, not sure. I'm not sure. But, again, hilarious. Yeah, okay. Um, but I just don't know. I don't know. If it works. Here, let's let's brainstorm when we come back. Because if you're going to have a division in Europe, yeah, it's five teams, right? we got to have five teams. Four. Why would you do f- – why five? Find four. But, but if you're going to do a division, why would so – But all it, of make sudden, it worth division- your while. <laughs> okay, we could do Bring five teams for you. I don't understand how that works five, out with five, the rest four. of the – Four. Okay. But because what I'm saying, though, is because of travel, you might want to have an extra team so you can load up games – in that division, as opposed to oh, what you, you would normally do, so throwing I have a plane across the Atlantic. So let's 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 do the brainstorm over the break because I have okay. an idea that I would like to present that I'm sure Roger okay. Goodell would love to hear too. So tell him to tap in as well. Rog, listen up. Theo and I and some callers have some ideas for you. Would the NFL in Europe would it work? Is it something you'd be interested in? Would you get behind? Would you appreciate 9:30 in the morning games every single Sunday? Multiple 9:30 games on Sunday. 888. 888- 760-3776-888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And can you think of a better Munich football team name than the Munich Meat Munchers? <laughs> He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live. On ESPN 106.3. It's not just that Marcus Mariota was barrel rolling into potential pick sixes last night. I have a blood feud with him now. And here's why. Because last night on Underdog Fantasy, I played a little pick'em. Okay? Uh Uh-oh. I played some pick'em. Five picks, five dollars to win 80. Okay? Five dollars to win 80. Five parts to this pick'em, okay? I went low on Luka Doncic scoring 33-and-a-half. Hit that. Had 22 Mm. against the Wizards. I went low. Bam Adebayo, lower than 18-and-a-half points. That was an easy one. He scored 18 in the overtime win over Charlotte. And we're going to talk about Charlotte's city edition uniforms in a second. Yikes. (laughs) So I hit that. Marcus Mariota, higher than 193.5 total yards. Bam, 229. But this is where the blood feud comes in because I also hit Eddie Pinheiro, over 1.5 field goals made. That left one. One thing, one thing I needed, one thing I needed in order to make $80 off of five playing Pick'em Last Night on Underdog Fantasy, and that was higher than .5 fantasy points rushing and receiving for Cordero Patterson. Oh. And he had dominated the last he dominated last weekend. Wait, 0. 0.5? 0. 0.5. Fantasy. Yeah. Yards. Fantasy points? Yep. He he got more than 0. 0.5. He did not. Not according to the way that they score it. 23 yards. Not according to the way they oh, score it. Wow. 
And so I missed on that because they did not give him enough touches. He had five rushes for 18 yards, one catch for two yards. And that wasn't enough to do it. Man, they must... Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And it is on Mariota, by, by the way. That is it's on, on Mariota. It's on a blend of Mariota and Arthur Smith, but at least Mariota yeah. hit is over. But what I'm saying is that I came that close to $5 for 80 with Underdog Fantasy. That's nice. Playing the pick That's nice. <sighs> close. So yeah. I'm back at it tonight. I'm back at it tonight. I've got my Week 10 game already set up. Uh, I'm going to do some pick tonight NBA. I'm all set. Okay? And I feel like this is the time. This is the time, but it was fun last night until Marcus Mariota screwed me playing Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. It is my fantasy. It's the best fantasy. It is Underdog Fantasy. Be like me. Play some pick You can mix them up. Uh, the night before, I had a little NBA. I had some hockey thrown in there. Mm. Last night, I've got NBA with NFL thrown in there. There's always something going on at Underdog Fantasy. Again, UnderdogFantasy.com, the free Underdog Fantasy app. Use the promo code WESTPALM. West Palm, double that deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, and the free Underdog Fantasy app. That's Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Theo, what is your NFL Europe uh, idea here? Because I say put five teams there just to not in a division so you can at least knock out two more games without having to go across the Atlantic for an extended road trip more than you have to. So you've got... A London team, a Paris team, a Munich team, a Berlin. Uh, fine, let's just go one. London, heavy on Paris, Munich, uh, yeah. Amsterdam, and maybe a second London team or a Berlin team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at this point, I mean, what does it matter? Five teams. Fine, five teams. But for me, I would have said four. I'm cool with five. I guess we'll just mess up the whole structure of divisions in the NFL just for this little <laughs> Europe venture. I'm but- not the one extending the NFL to Europe. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's how I feel about it. But here's what I think they do, right? You have your four or five teams that are over there, but you also have two facilities in America, right? Two practice facilities in America that also can be staffed that are shared by those five teams based on when they have certain trips. So, like, they take one cross-globe you know, globe trip, what do mm-hmm. you call international flight from just London across the or whatever. Atlantic. Yeah, just one little trip. That takes, what, about 10, 15 hours? You make that trip once, right, mm-hmm. and you're able to stay on American soil for four weeks or so and knock out four games yeah. and keep going back to your American. Like play every game in a division. Yeah. Yeah. Like So let's say this is your AFC West trip. Mm-hmm. So you're going to knock out four straight road games while you're here, but you're going to have your practice facility you can use mm-hmm. here in the state. So you probably have to have two of these things set up. Let's say St. Louis, since they used to have an NFL these, team. These NFL compounds. Yes, a compound. Uh-huh. That'll be shared. It's like almost like Airbnbs. You know, you when you leave, you check out. Uh-huh. You make sure you leave it clean for the next team to come back. I like back. to think it's like NORAD in the mountains of, of Colorado yes. where if there is a, a nuclear attack, this is built into the side of a mountain so it's impenetrable and it's one of the most secret places yes. in the United States. I like to think the NFL would construct something like, like that. Like that spot on uh, Stranger Things where they were, st- you know. Did you yeah, watch Stranger yeah, Things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, right. the place in Indiana that is doing all the experiments and yeah. it has the magnets and the things and the dimensions and yeah, all that. Yeah, all yeah, of that. Yeah, all yeah. those things. I just summed up perfectly Stranger Things, That's by it. the way. Uh, the dimensions and the magnets and the thing and the lasers. And, and then the, they number people. Uh-huh, right, right, right. And exactly. then boom. Uh-huh. And then you win. So I think something like that in the States at least provides a chance for them not to be going back and forth on these trips, but then also for them to have a home base here in the States. And then I think if you have four teams over there in one division, again, the problem we're going to keep coming back to is these four teams have to have hundreds of 
football players and staffers that want to be there. There are worse places to live than London, Paris, Munich, and Amsterdam. It sounds good. It sounds great. It sounds great, but for a lot of these American boys, I mean, it's going to be still a convi- like it's going to be. Do you think it'll be more of an advantage when it comes to recruiting players to come, or a disadvantage? No, it's not recruiting. It's wherever you get drafted and signed. I mean, free agency. I don't know how that's going to work, but say free agency still is going to be a factor. You still have to plug some holes of free agency. Yeah, I don't know. I think it could be a draw. Got to get coaches. It's the get NFL. Coaches. You're not going to come out of uh, of Carroll City. <laughs> And because you got drafted to the London Fog, you're like, oh, bleep it. Like, that's not going to happen. Also, you have to do like a whole like. It's an it, NFL team. It is. It's going to take, it's going to take some time to catch on. Like, do, ML, do, do, do players in soccer who are raised in the United States are like, oh my God, I have to go play for Manchester City? Yeah, but soccer is more worldly. You know what I'm saying? Like, people that are growing up playing soccer. But this is why the NFL is trying to expand because they're trying to make it worldly, even though it's the most difficult game to learn as a human being. But still, like, they're trying to make it worldly. Yeah. I, it sounds good. I just don't know if you're convincing that many people to commit, commit their lives to go to Munich and Berlin, which sounds nice to go for a month or two, but. You're talking about moving. You've got the the Bucks and the Seahawks in Munich Saturday or Sunday, I should say, at 9:30 a.m. So the right. NFL in Europe work. The NFL in Europe work. The more I talk it through, I like it. You've got the London Fog, Ricky messages, the Amsterdam Red Lighters. Now that's good stuff. Again, will Roger Goodell say okay to that? No. Not sure. No. It might go the way of the Munich Meat Munchers. <laughs> Munich Meat Munchers is already catching on. You know, I really like I it. And the logo handle. has endless possibilities, oh, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, the NFL in Europe, how do you feel about this? Let's go to Scott in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, Scott? Or Jupiter, I'm sorry, Scott. Hey. No, no worries, guys. Close enough. <laughs> hey, Theo, I was fortunate enough to have lived in Germany for two years when I was in the military. And I think you're really underestimating the beauty of Europe and the lifestyle over there is just unmatched. Well, it's I because mean, Theo's America you, first. Yeah, man. I'm all America, yeah. dog. Come on. And, and that's all good. <laughs> I'm all America, too. But you know what? Would you rather play in London or Green Bay? I'll, I'll take London. I'll go to London. Yeah, that's Sign me a up. great point. Lambeau Field or going to Munich freaking Germany or Paris. Sign yeah. me up. Right. There's yeah. so many babes. So many babes. Theo, you have no idea. You yeah. need to get on a flight and go to Europe. Yeah, you bro. need to. You, you need to put three go- teams. You could put three teams, guys, just in Germany alone with all the military members totally. there and the American families. Totally. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a great a point. That is a great point, and appreciate the call, Scott. Yeah, Germany is. Yeah. And the great thing about Europe is that it's, like, educated. So they – What are you saying about America? Those people in school required to learn (laughs) all of the languages of the continent. Yeah. So it's not like there's going to be a communication barrier with these players. Will it be tricky for some? Maybe. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You'll be good. But he's right. Scott's right. In Germany alone, with all the military and all the expats there, you could have three teams in Germany. You could put a team in Barcelona. I, I just... I think it's a good idea, but again, the logistics are daunting. The logistics just still seem hard for me, and it's easy to sell me on going to London or or Germany or whatever. But like again, I think we're 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 being a little too ambitious if we think that's an easy sell just on the general population of American-born players. Again, if you're coming out of middle of nowhere, if you're coming out of Pahokee and you get drafted in the first round of the Paris Baguettes, it's not like you're holding out. 
You're getting you're your ass out of flight out. to France, but it might to change. Charles de Gaulle Airport. But also, I mean, some people are they like being close enough to family to be able to be home for certain holidays and all of that kind of stuff. Some of that stuff matters being close to the soil of where your people are, and that's a big commitment. That's all I'm saying. The NFL Europe, would it work? Would you be into it? Would you be down for it? Do you think that it's a good thing for the NFL? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on Twitter, at KLV1063. He's Theodore CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.